Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth, the podcast designed to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ. Check out our website at soundoftruth.org. That's soundoftruth.org. All right, we've got Rich Scheip on the phone with us here, and Rich is the founding pastor of Harvest Church Communities in Ashburn, Virginia, which is part of the Metro D.C. area. His church and Harvest Jacksonville are both part of the same network of churches we call the GCC, which stands for Great Commission Collective. Rich is a native of uh, Northern Virginia. He He and his wife, Christy, have five kids, and I'm blessed to call him my friend, Rich. My friend, good to have you on Sound of Truth. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad you're here. Yeah. I want to explain why I invited Rich to come on the show, and it's really pretty simple. When you start a podcast like what we're starting, when we talk about the Scriptures and about life, it's inevitable that at some point on this journey through the whole Word of God, we're going to touch on subjects that relate to the political realm, mm-hmm. because politics is, impacts all of us. Rich has been one of these friends of mine who has a background in politics and has uh, great insight into that. And, and he's in the D.C. area as well, so politics is really part of the culture there. Right. But as Christians, we need to rise above the fray. And I will say fray is probably a light word to be used in terms of the, the political tension that's in our <laughs> culture right now. So Rich is one of these guys that... As I have engaged with Rich and we've talked on politics as friends, I've really appreciated the perspective he brings as one who was in the political world full-time, literally his full-time job was in the political realm. And he, every time we've talked, I've walked away feeling very encouraged and blessed by he's helped me when I get frustrated with the political situation. He's reminded me, Rich, you've done a great job of this, of how we are, we're serving a king who's over all this. And um, Thanks, Brett. You know, so I, I want to add, yeah, but but you've really done that for me, and I appreciate that. Um, cool. So I wanted our our audience to hear your perspective on this. So start off, Rich, if you don't mind, and just share with us how you were involved in politics full time. Yeah. Uh, well, so I kind of got the political bug at the end of my time in high school. I took a right after high school, I jumped right in to campaigns, and campaigns for a young adult are a blast. So much fun. Um, I grew up being very interested in Christian worldview stuff and, and philosophy and p- politics and studied and read tons of stuff. And so I was excited about engaging those ideas in political campaigns. I, I started off as a full-time volunteer for a lieutenant governor race in Virginia and actually was the candidate driver. So driving all around the state, it was, it was a lot of fun in the behind the scenes, like up close, seeing all the behind the scenes of a campaign. Mm-hmm. So I got hooked. Then I worked, worked on um, several other campaigns after that, um, before college and then after college, um, state level races, um, local level races. Um, then I worked for a, a political action committee for a little bit. Um, then for a couple of different, um, lobbying and advocacy, you know, uh, political advocacy kind of groups. Um, and, uh, you know, then, then God brought me out of that, uh, did some other things and then God brought me into ministry later in life. 
Okay. And now you've been serving as a pastor, went to seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've been pastoring since then. So, so you, you've had an insider's perspective. I think that's important really to, to point out as we move now and shift toward me wanting to ask you some specific questions in regard to yeah. how we as Christians relate. You, you've been in politics, now you're in the pastorate. And mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I think some Christians think, hey, we don't need to be involved in politics at all. So you've got really two extremes. One, one yeah. is Christians who put too much trust, perhaps, in government and think that the yeah. answers for our nation is found and for advancing the Christian cause is found through policy and through law through D.C. and having right. the right man in the White House mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the other side maybe is people who become delusioned. Oftentimes, it's people who have gone through disillusionment mm-hmm. with that approach. Yeah. And they, then, they, then yeah. they swing the pendulum so, so far the other way to where they're like, I'm not engaging in, I'm done with politics. I'm not gonna have, I've, I've heard sure. people say this, and right. I see it on social media. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm never going to vote again. Yeah. No politician will ever get another dollar from me. Mm-hmm. And then they'll start saying yeah. stuff like, they're all hypocrites. They're all awful. You know. Yeah, you sound exactly <laughs> like a bunch of threads. Like, like, yeah. like they've just discovered the humanity of mankind, the sin of yeah. mankind. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Man is <laughs> depraved. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. So somehow they thought depravity yeah. didn't impact their side of the right. the aisle or whatever. Um, yeah, well, and it. there's also there's also a kind of disillusionment that's on the ministry side that's that's frustrated with what they see Christians saying and doing that under that they feel undermines uh, in our engagement with nonbelievers. Mm-hmm. There's that kind as well of disillusionment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and I would say, and I would say that it, that's there's there's kind of a false dichotomy that's built into that all those kinds of ideas because we need Christians engaged in our government being in the Washington DC area. I know and see Christians that work for the federal government. We need, I mean, I, I, I know Christians who are in really high positions uh, in the U S uh, Capitol police department. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's awesome. That's a really mm-hmm. good thing that there are people that love Jesus in those powerful, significant positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can't say, I mean, we want, I mean, why shouldn't there be Christians that are in the local city council and, the, and the, all those levels of government? Um, I, I really think that it's not about choosing one or the other, because how could you really adequately love your neighbor if you're not engaged in the world, you know? So, I mean, we love our neighbors in lots of really practical ways, and that's one of the ways that I see Christian civic engagement. It, I think it falls under the ethic of loving my neighbor. It's mm. not for me. I don't, you know, it's, it's for my, na- for my neighbor. Um, and I think another big part of it goes to something I think you were getting at there too, as well, which is this kingdom perspective. You know, the apostle Paul says that we are ambassadors for Christ, which that's uh, that idea of ambassador. I mean, how much drive around DC, you see, you see cars drive around that, you know, with the ambassador license plate. I don't know if you ever see those down in Florida. You know, that's somebody who works for or is the ambassador of another country. And they, they have, I mean, there's, <laughs> with that license plate comes some immunities. They can kind of park wherever they want and break whatever laws kind of seems like. A lot of times that's the, that's the D.C. perspective. But they're recognized as somebody who is of another kingdom. And they're here representing that other kingdom. and so. Do we? I, I think Christians get into trouble on the, those two extremes when they really start thinking about. They stop thinking about the kingdom that they represent, you know. And the Apostle Paul in Second Corinthians five says that we're ambassadors for Christ, making our appeal on His behalf and imploring 
others on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. In 500,000 years from now, the reconciled to God mission, I think, will matter a lot more right. than than who was in the White House or who won this race or that race or, you know, um, that's the main thing. And so we lose track of the, we get our eyes off the ball when I think we stop thinking about having a kingdom perspective. Um, and so, and then, and then it just becomes a question of what's my personal role yes. in engaging politics, you know, because, because again, you're, it's great that we've got people in government that are Christians in different places, meaning as politicians or as uh, bureaucrats, as I mentioned before, that's, that's, that's their job. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the work that God's called them to, you know, just like we, as pastors, we would never say, well, if you're a pastor or you're an elder, you're, you're a better Christian than all the other people, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, like if God's called you to be an accountant then be an accountant, you know, if God's called you to public office then then do that in a biblical way. Um, and, and then of course, every Christian has, has a voice though in our country. So you vote and you do, you know, you want to do those things in an informed, educated way. But I think we do it under the huge biblical principles of I'm an ambassador represent, representing another kingdom and all that comes from that. And then also, how can I best love my neighbor? Um, just, you know, just pursuing justice and mercy and kindness and, you know, all those kinds of ideas. And I think another big thing, because I feel like in the, especially, I mean, I don't think this is new, but I think in the, especially in the last few years, there's been a lot of us versus them language. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ideas of like God's on our side and all that kind of stuff. And I, and, and, and I, I'm just really struck by the encounter that Joshua has uh, with the commander of the Lord's army in Joshua 5. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and, and so here's what I'd say about that. God is never on our team. He is and never will be on your team. So if you're engaged in a local issue, you want to get the libraries to change a policy, or you want to, you know, run for, you're helping a guy run for city council or for Senate or Congress or whatever. God is never on your team. And I, I just think it's so remarkable that, that exchange because Joshua is out open out the, the land around Jericho and encounters this intimidating guy with drawn sword, sword in his hand. Mm-hmm. And Joshua does the natural thing and asks them, are, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? Mm-hmm. And the, the very next word out of the guy's mouth was no, <laughs> but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. In other words, he, he, he said neither. Right. But yeah. I am the commander of the Lord army. And so, if, if there was ever a cause in the history of the world where God was on the side of it, could, could we not say it was the ancient Israelites taking their promised land? Right. Um, wow. And the, I think the implications of that are gigantic, are gigantic. And so everything that we are engaged in, we should never be, at, be saying God's on our side. We should always be asking are we on God's side? Right. That's um, really good. And <laughs> again, the implications of that are massive. And, 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 and we know even as pastors, and I mean, it's like pastors fall, pastors do things that disqualify them past, you know, it, it, in other words, if, 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 if we get to stand there and say everything we do is of the Lord, <laughs> that's so a Rich, bad place to be. If I could, 
insert this, and, and I know we want to avoid getting into political parties and stuff like that, but for sake of illustration, yeah. I think I have witnessed this this recent year in both cases where I hear Christians speaking as if God is on the side of their party. And yeah. and, it, and to them, it's so obvious, you know, yeah. and I've seen it from Christians on both from both sides. political parties, you know, how can sure. you then sure. like how can you not think God is on our side with this? And I think right. your point is phenomenal. God's not taking sides here. We should be getting on That's his right. side. And this, right. this what you're saying, I believe, in terms of practical in practical terms, leads us inevitably to have to embrace a nuanced approach when we look at the political world. That's that we don't demonize the other side. Sure, we're we're going to probably land on one side or the other in terms of how we're going to vote, maybe what party we're right. going to support, et cetera. That's right. But we need to remember this isn't you know the good side of the force and the bad side of the force. And I, That's I've, right. I've seen Christians from both sides really use that type of inflammatory language instead of recognizing you know both of these sides need to. There's areas for repentance and. That's right. Getting as close well, to God as we can. God's above all this. We're, it's a, right. almost like well, a form of idolatry for us to say, now God's down here with us on this side of this. That's right. And, and part of the job of a good political campaign is to make the issues so simple that there's clarity on how you should vote. And, and that is a little bit of a disservice when you're starting to think it's eternally. Um, in other words, when you start, when you get behind the curtain, you're talking about people getting disillusioned. They get, they get behind the curtain and they see how the sausage is made and they get disillusioned. And sure. it's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, part of the reason they're disillusioned is because they entered it thinking things were ultra simple. And so I, I, I think it's really helpful for us to realize that, okay, we need to always be in asking is God, am I on the side of what God wants me to do personally? Mm. You know, so um, uh, just because the, good, awesome Christian guy is running for city council or board of supervisors or state senate or whatever, that doesn't mean that you now will give all of your extra money and give all of your extra time to volunteer. You know, it's like that. Yeah, maybe I really like them and I'm going to vote for them when that time comes, but, or I might put a bumper sticker on. I mean, like the levels of engagement are all, I mean, there's, there's infinite numbers you know, I think we don't sit on the sidelines. We don't, you know, not vote. I think that's a bad idea. Um, but I think the question should always be, what, is, what does God want me to do? And am I, am I following him? Because, I mean, you guys know, we constantly fall into sin on our own. And we can't baptize all of our life in... <laughs> I am the Lord's representative of uh, what's good and right and everything. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we've got to um, always be asking ourselves, am, am I doing what God wants me to do? That, that to me is pretty fundamental for Christian life. Mm-hmm. That's really good. <clears throat> really good. I appreciate that. Um, I, think, go ahead. I, I think another quick thing, too, to add as well is that back to the ambassadors and other kingdoms, is that I think a lot of Christians are acting in fear. I think anytime we're acting in fear, we are, for some reason, not putting our confidence in God's kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, and, and realizing that, you know, it's, well, kingdoms come, kingdoms go, but there's one kingdom that's always going to be here, and I'm a part of that, you know, so that's another big issue. Right. 
the United States is not going to last forever, but God's kingdom will. That's right. That's right. It's been, and I don't go ahead. disengage because of that. In other words, I still want to love people by having just laws, and, but I'm not, you know, things don't go my way. Why, why should I, why should I go into fear and react? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is fear communicate to a world that's heard from us that God's kingdom will last forever? What that tells the world is that we don't believe that. Think about all the stories of martyrs in, in, in history and the powerful, powerful uh, evangelists, you know, the, the evangelism of their, of their message, you know, in their martyr, martyrdom. I mean, they, they communicated to the other side that, that's killing them that I believe this. Mm-hmm. I believe this to the core of who I am. That I'm willing to die um, for it. Yeah. 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 Right. So, so I think if we lash out at people and we violate fundamental ideas like love for our neighbor, then we're, we're communicating by our actions something that is blaring far louder than, than the words we're saying, you know? So, um, it, I, that's it's, a problem. It's, far, it's a big problem. It's far from what Jesus talked about when he said, love your enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bless them. Feed them. Give them something to drink. <laughs> right. And I think yeah, that's, that's one of the keys as well, is we need to stop looking as political opposition as enemies. Now, yeah. that's yeah. really right. where my a big concern that I have is just in, in my own, you know, personally, in my own sphere. I have, you know, yeah. friends that are, uh, you, you could say that across, you know, the, in the entire spectrum. But no matter what, it, it always seems like this, and this is maybe me being hyperbolic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you always have, you know, both sides are demonizing the other side and they don't give, right. they don't give any grace to the other side. They don't give any, you know, m- you know, mercy or anything. What would you say to that, Rich, where you're, I want to be the light to those around me, um, yeah. those who agree with me and those who don't, but it seems like um, perhaps, you know, Maybe I'm ha- either people I know or people, um, e- even I might struggle with this idea that this person uh, e- either is not listening or doesn't understand. I mean, I think we understand like the, the idea of these two parties, this, these two political parties having such an issue with being able to have a conversation. What would you speak to that? Say to yeah. that. I, I think that Christians should repent of that. I think that's wrong. Hmm. The Apostle Paul said that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. There are there are actual demons mm-hmm. that are ruling this world. There there is a kingdom that we're in with a different king. People obviously, including Christians, can serve that king. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and yeah. again, back to that issue of like who's the king we're serving here. Keep our eye on the ball. Have compassion and love. Jesus looked at the the rich young man and felt love for him. Compassion. That's right. You know. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, that's, that's the emotion. I, I'm not saying that's easy. I right. fail at that constantly, but that's, that's what I'd say. Awesome. That's great. Rich, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate yeah. it. Really appreciate it. Look forward to having you again Enjoy on the show it. sometime. Yeah. Uh, if you're willing. So. I love it. Hey, is there anything, uh, we'll give you the, you know, this last moment here, uh, anything that you'd like to, um, mention in terms of your own social media or anything that you want to, uh, kind of get the word out on? I don't have anything to promote. <laughs> so promote, I, that's I just, the word. It, Thank you. 
<laughs> I, I have nothing to promote. I, I just would encourage people to trust the Lord. Amen. Like you spend, spend, I, I saw a comment that's so wise. Somebody said for every minute that you read about what's going on in the, in the country, spend two minutes in God's word. Amen. I, Amen. I think that's, that's the best thing people need to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great. Good stuff. Thank you, Rich. You've been a blessing to us today, and and uh, know you're doing a great work there in the D.C. area. God's using you. Appreciate your ministry. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, God bless. Appreciate it, Brett. Okay, hey, that was another great interview. Very good stuff. I was really was. pleased with it. Um, Rich did a great job. He's... he's uh, we got a really sharp mind when it comes to how we engage with politics as Christians, and uh, does a good job reminding us that we need to keep our eyes focused on Christ. Yeah, I, I like the idea of you know we are ambassadors, we're of another kingdom. Also reminded me of that we are the salt, and we need to have that salt everywhere. We can't just say, "Oh, we're not going to salt politics." You yeah. have salt there too. So we don't put our all our trust in government. Neither do we completely disengage. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah. So we need to each Balance. individually find our proper level of what God wants us to do to and, be good citizens. And then there's that idea of, and I really appreciated him just being, and it was very almost pastoral. He's like, look, Christians need to repent of this idea of demonizing the other side. You know, we battle um, a spiritual warfare, a, a, stro- a spiritual fight. We're not fighting other people, other men mm-hmm. and women. Ours is a spiritual fight that we need to be doing, you know, um, on our knees, you know, yeah. in prayer and in service and in ministry, but not fighting other one about it or, or hating people for it. Well, hey, we have another guest lined up for next week. I'm very excited about Rodney Miller is going to be our guest. Very cool. And he is the creator and co-host of the national television show called Small Town Big Deal. Right. Which he specifically had a vision to create and and pursue this this dream of his to have this television show which was kind of an americana show but we'll, we'll hear we'll let him share i, yeah. I don't want to do it i'm looking forward to that it's going to be great so uh i wonder if he's going to ask rick if he owns a tractor or something because <laughs> of my hat <laughs> no because like look at him he looks like somebody who the whole ensemble you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm just looking at him he's like he's gonna look at him and he's gonna go boy howdy <laughs> So uh, what's the farm like? He is, he is a tractor guy, no doubt about it. Oh my goodness, he's got awesome tractors. Like, so, he, and he I can say that dude. with confidence. I've seen them. Yeah. Have you driven them? No. Oh, Do you okay. think I wouldn't trust you to yeah, drive exactly, a tractor? Either. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Do you think anyone would trust me to drive their? <laughs> I have huge a story tractor about that. But anyway, we'll maybe save it for next week. Yeah, we'll save it. It. very cool. All right. So we, tune in. Yeah, and share with your friends. It would mean a whole lot to us if you would spread the word about Sound of Truth. We believe that God has laid this on our heart to do this program and that we want to have a program out there where we talk about the Word of God, we talk about life, and we interview guests um, who I think will be a blessing to to you. So right. if this shows you know, right out of the gates, if you're enjoying this and you find it a blessing, it would mean a lot for us if you would share on social media, spread the word among your friends, family, etc., And uh, we would really, really appreciate that. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.